Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hello, Agent Power Huddle. Who do we have here? Hello, Angie and other peoples. All right. Well, my name's Dan. Nice to meet you. And I'm curious. I was going to ask. Um, I'm sure there'll be probably hopefully more people to join us. I was going to ask. It's a really important question. Do you know who Van Halen is? Lisa, do you know? All right. I, 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 I wasn't so sure. I mean, I just wanted to make sure that we knew who Van Halen is because that is important. Uh, it looks like I have the power to admit. Oh, my goodness. Someone gave me power. Look at this. I have power. I don't know how I have power, but I'm enjoying it. Look at that. Hello, Craig. Hello, Travis. Hello, Patty. How are you? Welcome. Quick quiz. Who knows who Van Halen is? <laughs> my brother was in a band, Van Halen cover band for years. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. 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 Because, uh, you know, that was the intro music. I was a little bit concerned. You know, I was like, um, are we playing to our audience or not? You know, but uh, apparently we are. That's fantastic. Uh, my name's Dan. I'm going to be your host today, and we're going to be talking about the step-by-step directions to scaling your team using virtual assistants. And so I want to ask who here would like to do more business? Okay. Yes. Hands up. Hands up. All right. And guess what? If you don't have your video on, guess what I didn't see? I'm just, who wants to get, oh, thank you, Lisa. Yes, yes. So if you don't have your video on, guess what? I didn't see if you were raising your hand saying that you want to, uh, that you want to uh, gain more business. So um, if you, uh, if you had your hand up and you had your video off, I'm going to invite for you to keep your hand up and turn your video on. So I'm going to ask you guys that question one more time. So who here would like to do more business besides me? Okay. So who here is clear on what your job description as a real estate agent is? All right. EXP. Who's EXP Generals? I'm assuming that's not your God-given name. No, I wasn't. I am an EXP General, but no. (laughs) All right. Linnea. Linnea Carver. Oh, Linnea. I've met you before. We've met before. We have. Yeah. All right. I, but I don't I, I didn't recognize you because you didn't have your hat on. Yeah, I um I have been under the weather the last couple of days and it's lucky that I'm out of bed right now, to be honest with you. So okay. I was like, I gotta feel normal and get out of bed early today. So All right. yeah. if I created EXP admirals, we could go you know, like a, we could have like a, a scrimmage against each other. Yeah. The admirals let's do it. versus all right, let's do, <laughs> let's do it. All right. So here is your job description. I'm gonna ask for everyone to uh, grab a piece of paper and to grab a pen. And I'm going to ask for you to write down your job description. And the reason why we're going to do this is because this is going to this is going to um, parlay into our topic today about hiring virtual assistants and how a virtual assistant can help you. So before we talk about how a virtual assistant can help you, we should talk about what your job description is. I'm going to give you five activities. Number one is to lead generate. Has anybody ever heard that before? Just curious. All right. All right. Make sure I'm in the right room. Number two, convert those leads to an appointment. 
Number three, attend the appointment for the intention to get hired. Number four, negotiate. Number five, scripts and role play. I'll say that again uh, a little bit uh, quick, more quickly. Lead generate, convert the leads to an appointment, attend the appointment with the intention to get hired, negotiate, scripts and role play. That is your job description as a real estate agent. I call that CPI time, uh, which stands for consistent and predictable income time. That's the five activities that makes you money. Now, as a real estate agent, is there things outside those five activities that takes time away from you, like in reality? Would you guys all agree? Yes. Such as filling out documents, doing CMAs, doing listing agreements, doing buyer agreements, doing marketing, doing websites, uh, ordering business cards, getting your, uh, what was it? Uh, was it promo shot or, or uh, is that, did I, am I recollecting that correctly? Yes. Yes, picking out your promo outfit for your promo shot. All right, these are all the things that you as a real estate agent and much, much more, much more things that you do. Would you guys all agree with that? Okay, yet only five activities actually make you money. So what I want to do is I want to start with getting real with, with each other to sit there and say, if you're doing work outside those five activities that I just described, that very likely what you're doing is you're you're spending your time doing things that aren't necessarily making you money. And a lot of times we justify that by saying, well, I spent 10 hours yesterday working on my website. So I'm building my business. And it makes you feel good because you spent 10 hours working on your business. Now, I'm not suggesting that the 10 hours of time on your website, whether you use a WordPress or Squarespace or EXP or whatever website that you're using, I guess KV Core, whatever website that you're using, it doesn't mean that you don't have to do that work. It just means that that work isn't making you money. What are you guys' thoughts about that before I move on? Are you aligning with me? Does this make sense to you? Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. Thank you, Fran. It's nice to uh, have we met before, Fran? I don't think so. It's my pleasure to meet you. All Likewise. Right. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Great. All right. So if we can all agree that there's five things that make us money, but there's two billion things that we have to do as agents, then how do we take and focus our time on the five things that make us money? That's the question of the day. And now, whether if you're ready to do this today or not, what I'm going to recommend to you is I'm going to recommend that you at least have an awareness of what you could do and what and the direction that you could focus on so that as you focus in that direction of saying, I'm, I'm going to look to only do these five activities in my business, and now I got to get somebody else or some other system to do everything else. Okay, so I want you to start thinking, I'm going to invite for you to start thinking in, in ways of, of systems and people. Because a lot of times when you hear the word leverage, I think we intuitively go to people. And sometimes that causes a little bit of anxiety, right? Because people are not necessarily 
I'm not suggesting that people aren't reliable, but people are complicated. Okay, we're all complicated. We're all unique human beings. We have subjective experiences. We have objective experiences. Uh, we make meaning of life, and we all do so from a different a different place. And so, as we recognize that, it's impossible to get human beings to duplicate efforts in the exact way that you want it to be done. Yet, it's not impossible to get a system to do so. Okay, so as we consider leverage, we want to think systems and people. Today, we're going to talk about people. And so if we go back to the premise of our conversation that there's five activities that make you money and two billion things that we have to do, then how do we start thinking in ways to say, how do I get to those five activities and do so in a way that I can afford it? And what I have found is using the opportunity to go global in our businesses allow as at least allowed for me and many people who I coach to be able to um, to be able to scale their businesses and I've been able to scale my sales business and to do so in an economical way through using virtual assistants. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to I'm going to get to like the bullet points first, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to go more high level, and then I'll answer questions. Is that good good for you guys? All right, fantastic. Bullet points. How much does a VA cost? Between six hundred to two thousand a month. Let me break that down into reality. I have fifteen virtual assistants that help me with really seven different companies, but two, two companies that I actively participate in. Okay. The other five are pretty passive companies for me. So they don't really do a lot of work for that, but just a little bit. So let's say it's 15 assistants for two companies of active activity. And uh, Linnea pays her $8 an hour. And that's, that's an affordable rate. Okay. Um, I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't lead my uh, virtual assistants. I don't, I don't pay them by the hour. Um, everybody's salary in my organization. I'm going to talk talk to you guys more about that here as we as we go on. So, um, so if you consider for 15 assistants, I, I live in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington D.C. If you were to take a guess of what I'd have to pay somebody as a salary in my local marketplace. What would you guess that that would be for a high caliber person? Anybody want to make a guess? Like just throw some numbers out. 60, 70,000. Okay. 5,000 a month, 60, 70,000. In my marketplace, it would probably be closer to 85 a year, more than 60. 60 is, um, is a very low salary in my marketplace. Okay. And, and that's largely because of the government. Uh, because there's a lot of uh, government contract, not the not the government employees, but the government contractors who get paid a lot of money, 150 plus, for doing no work. It's really sort of bizarre. I would hate that though, because I don't want to do no work. You know, I'm happy to make 150 passively, but not just like sitting around doing nothing. So anyway, so if you consider that about $85,000 a year in my marketplace, my total payroll. For 15 people is less than 100 grand a year. Okay. My total payroll of a large company, 15 people that, you know, that's that's not local people, that's you know, virtual people, less than 
just a little bit more than one decent salary. So then you sit there and say, well, are they the same caliber? That's another bullet point question that you may have. Juline Delacruz, who's been with me for three and a half years, she earned the right to be my director of operations. She alone has been my very best director of operations I've ever had for my organization. My first director of, of operations, who is now a $100 million um, a real estate sales agent, okay? So she's gone on to bigger and better things, who was my second best director of operations. I won't say her name because she's got a prominent name. So my very first director of operations, I paid her $85,000 a year. She was phenomenal. Juleen's better. You guys got that? How much do I pay Juleen? $1,600 a month. Am I underpaying Juleen? She doesn't think so. And when she started working for me, she started working for me for 600 bucks a month. All right. So 600 to 1600, which that is almost a three times salary bump. So that's almost as though if, if jet, um, excuse me, <laughs> that's almost as though if my first director of operations, it was almost as though if, when she was making 85, if I would have tripled her income to what's that, uh, 85, 240, 220, something like that. Right. Like that's the substantial increase of revenue that Julene has earned. All right. So now let's take a look at here's how, you know, here, here's like just a general like philosophy of the way that a, a virtual assistant can help you. Right. So hopefully you get that. You guys all good with this. All right. And we're going to talk. Maybe you can't afford $600 a month. I get that as well. All right. Maybe you can't afford a hundred thousand dollars a year. I get that. Most people can't. Okay. I couldn't, you know, years ago. But what I want you to understand is what the opportunity is to you. So when we take a look at that, how do I treat my virtual assistants? And then I'm going to tell you how to get a virtual assistant. The first thing that I'm going to recommend that you do is your assignment, your mission today, if you choose to accept it, would be to write down a couple things. So if you have a piece of paper, here's the things I want to write you down. But Travis, don't you write this down. You got to remember it. Or you got to come back, watch the video later. All right, you good with that, Travis? Use your blinker, please. All right, cool. All right, so for the rest of you, unless if, uh, unless if you don't have your video and I don't see it right now and you're driving, uh, I want you to write this down. How do you like to be treated? How do you like that people treat you? That's going to be the first. Travis, you're writing it down, dude. I told you, man, come on. <laughs> All right, we'll accept it. All right, how do you like to be treated? How do you like people to treat you? The next thing I want you to write is what do you value? Okay. When I talk about what do you value, I'm meaning like in relationship. All right. And if you're not sure what you value, then what I want you to consider is what are the relationships that are most important to you in your life? Whether that's a brother, a sister, a friend, a mother, a dad, a wife, a, a partner, a spouse, a husband, a son, a daughter, I don't care who it is, but hopefully you have somebody in your life that you value a lot. I hope that we all have one person or more. And if you have that one person, I want you to think, what do I value about my relationship with this person? 
And that will be your compass to understanding what do you value. So first of all, how do I like to be treated? Secondly, what do I value? Third, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some uh, some uh, cheat sheet on this, which would be what behaviors would I be looking for in somebody who worked for me? Now here's your cheat sheet. I'm gonna give you the best acronym you've ever heard in your entire life. You guys ready for this? All right, this is the best acronym you will ever hear. Clark. Okay, maybe it's not the best acronym, but you'll remember it. And it's only why do I call it Clark? I call it Clark's because I could because I wasn't creative enough to come up with a better acronym. All right, come on. We know the answers to these questions. So what does Clark stand for? It stands for competitive, learning base, assertive. Relationship-based, I'll go through this again if I'm going too fast. Team player, self-starter. I'll go through that again. Competitive, learning-based, assertive, relationship-based, team player, self-starter, Clark. So if we understand that, that that could be a cheat sheet for you, that's who I look for. That doesn't mean that that's who you may look for, right? But it could be a, a starting point for you. Okay, so to remind you, how do you like to be treated? What do you value? What behaviors are you looking for in other people that may work for you? And I gave you the cheat sheet, competitive learning-based, assertive relationship-based, team player, self-starter. Then I want you to consider again, this is your mission for today. So this is all the setup to getting, you know, to getting that leverage so that you can focus on the five activities that make you money. So now that we understand those three concepts, where do you want to go? And what I mean by that is if you had an opportunity to create your world, to create your life, we all do, by the way. And if you remove the word how, and we took that word how and we erase it and we threw it away. Thank you, Lisa, for those notes. And if you remove the word how, where would you want to be in five years in your business from today? And why do we remove the word how? Because that word how gets in the way. Because could you sit there and say, <laughs> could you sit there and say that I want to be a hundred million dollar producer or a billion dollar producer and work 20 hours a week? I think I could say that. But the challenge of what causes us to not say that is because we, for, we, we, we get confused about, well, how do I do that? I don't know. So I'm not willing to say it. That's why I'm asking for you to put that word how out of the way. Where do you want to go? And then the last thing I'm going to ask for you to write down today for your uh, daily mission is, how do you want to get there? And I'm going to clean all this up here for you guys in a second and put it in a box so that you can, you can really, really understand what I'm communicating to you. So the last thing I'm going to ask for you to do is, how do you want to get there? So what I just did was, I, you probably have heard businesses come up with certain phrases and you've, I know you've heard these, these phrases, but you probably don't have a, a relationship with what do those phrases actually mean? The first thing that I asked you is how do you like to be treated? 
That's your definition of what you will then create as culture. So who here has heard the word culture as it relates to a company before? Okay. What is culture? Culture is the way that we treat each other. So if you want to take a look and sit there and say, well, I'm going to hire people to help me, virtual assistants, and we're going to, we're going to dive deeper in that here in a second, then, how, then what type of people am I looking for? Well, you should first start with how do I want to treat them? How do I want them to treat me? Because you as the leader of your company will define the culture of your company. That's why you start with how do I like people to treat me? Then we went into behavior. What do we do before behaviors? Uh, how do we want them to treat us? Who was, what was the second thing I asked you guys? What do you value? What do you value? That is, that is just simply the company values. Thank you for reminding me. So what do you value is just your values. What behavior I'm looking for is just the behavior. Where do I want to go? If anybody's ever heard of the phrase vision, where you want to go would be your vision for your company. And how do I want to get there would be a mission for your company. So if you've heard of mission vision, you've heard those phrases as it relates to a, a business, that's how you understand what your mission could be and what your vision could be. Your vision is where you want to go. Your mission is how you're going to get there. All right. Now, we, we don't have time to dive much deeper into those, but today I'm just giving you just sort of a glimpse. So now that we understand that, now let's take a look at going back to that leverage of systems and people specifically people today, how do we get people that we can afford so I can focus on these five activities? And the way that we do that is to go virtual. Where do you find virtual staff? There's companies such as My Outdesk. There's companies such as uh, CyberTracker. Those companies specialize in real estate sales. You can also go to onlinejobs.ph. And you could, uh, it's sort of like a Craigslist type portal where you could go and you get advertised to find staff. You could go to, um, uh, I use all my virtual assistants are in the Philippines, by the way, because they're highly educated. They adapt to America and they appreciate you and they work hard, smart, smart people. Okay. So that's why uh, in there, very affordable. $600 there is the same as $5,000 here. All right. So. These are some of the places that you can find staff. If you're looking for just a one-time type task, you could go to Upwork. You could go to Fiverr.com. Those are two places that you could go if you're looking for just uh, staff that you're looking for just for a one-time task. But listen to what I'm doing here. Before you go to these companies, I want you to define what's important to you because what most people do, what most agents do is they don't think about any of that stuff and then they just go out and they just hire a virtual assistant. And then they sit there and they say, well, here's your directions. I want you to create me a website. Or I want you to go and, and, and I want you to go and lead generate for me. All right, that's your directions. And then they get disappointed when it doesn't work. And then they say, well, virtual assistants suck. But my question to you is, is, if you were hiring somebody paying them $85,000 to sit in that desk right there, sit at that desk beside you, would you treat it the same way? Or would you give it some thought into the partnership? 
And that's the biggest gap that I see with people using virtual assistants. So when you're hiring, after you define all those things that we talked about, then the next thing that I'm going to request that you do is that you look for people that have a record of success and that's who you hire. I'll sum this up and then I'll open up for questions. What does your first virtual assistant do for you? Your first virtual assistant, they act in the administrative capacity for you. What does your second virtual assistant do for you? They act in the capacity of marketing. One of those two individuals will hopefully earn the right to be the leader. So of the 15 people that I that work with me, I talk to all 15 in a group setting every single day, but I only talk to two in a one-on-one -on -one conversation daily. So it allows for me to, within 15 minutes, communicate to a team of people, an initiative, an agenda, hold accountability, et cetera, because I'm talking to the leaders. So remember that vision of where you want to be five years from now? So I'm going to ask for you to hold on to that. And one of those two virtual assistants will end up leading the other one. So the first one's administrative. The second one is marketing. The administrative one will end up doing contracts to close. We'll end up doing, uh, we'll end up doing uh, paperwork, CMAs, et cetera. Why do I say hire two instead of one? I would like to see you hire two almost one after the other. Why would I say two instead of one? Because one can't do it all. Uh, that's a that's the second best answer, friend. I love that answer. The first best answer is because if one of them doesn't work out, I don't want the job back. Mm. I do not. I want to focus on these five activities, and I never want to do that work ever again. That's why I'm going to hire two. Because if one sucks, I'm still good. Then my only job is finding you know one of the replacements. And at some point, when your organization becomes larger the organization itself could go and recruit and select virtual assistants. I only have that four minutes for uh, questions, but I'm, I'm happy to go through anything. I know I'm giving you a lot of information in a short period of time. Unfortunately, I don't have enough time to go through an entire, like here's how to do this, but I hope I'm giving you enough to at least give you a taste of it. What questions do you have? I have a question. So you said, look for the look for people with a record of success. So I do have an ISA. She's from the Philippines. She's absolutely phenomenal. And she does one specific thing that's lead generate for me. Um, but how do you how do I go from how do I find a person with a record of success? How do I do that? You look for a record. I mean, you look for uh, clues. So if I'm looking for a record of success in somebody who's competitive, remember the Clarks? So mm -hmm. if I'm looking for somebody who has a record of su success in uh, being competitive, I would ask them or I would find out, have they played sports in the past? If they lost, and if you're looking in the Philippines for ladies, it's going to oftentimes be volleyball. That's a sport that most ladies would play in the Philippines. Okay. Um, for gentlemen, it, it's going to be often soccer. Um, so, but either way, so if you lost, how'd you feel? What did you do? So you start looking for them to demonstrate levels of competitiveness because if they say if they lost and they went and they, uh, you know, went and had beers, well, that's cool. But if they said they lost and then they went and they, they figured out how they lost, why they lost and what they can do next time to not lose, then that may indicate competitiveness. So you start looking for the clues and basically, so that's why we start with the compass of what you're looking for. Now, once we understand what you're looking for, now you start looking for clues that tie into that.
Does that answer your question, Fran? Absolutely. So um, basically, I'm going to put myself out there and just get a couple of people's names and then just interview them for the job using this, the behaviors that you told us. The Navy SEALs interviewed 65 people for every single person that they hire. So when I sit there and say interview a couple people, for me, I'm interviewing 65 people for every person I hire. So do you want to be a Navy SEAL or do you want to be the Navy? And that's up to you. But the odds of you finding the right person and interviewing three and finding the right person are are zip to none. You have to be real. It it can, but you got to be really, really fortunate. And you are suggesting to hire two at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot of work up front, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I tell you, Fran, it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. All right. I promise you it's worth it. Hold your breath for three months while you go through the process. And you'll be grateful that you did. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I don't think I have time for any other questions, but I will invite you to an event that I'm hosting next week. If you're interested, I'm doing a five-day listing challenge where I'm going to demonstrate to you how in 2020, I attended 93 listing appointments personally. And of those 93 listing appointments, I got hired 79 times. I would love to be able to have you as my guest. It's free. And um, you can join me by visiting the website, www five that's the number five day listing challenge.com that's five day listing challenge.com and i would love to thank you lisa for typing that in there so i'd love to have you as my guest and uh, i promise uh that i will be able to provide you tons of value and uh, help you find listings so we can kick off 2022 with a freaking bunch of listings that's what i want to do thank you so much you're thank welcome you for this Thank you, Stan. Have a good day. We'll have you back back on too. All right. Take care, guys. See ya. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.